The Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. What a week. What a week. You're not seeing any weirder weeks than this. And we have a lineup with the very best right here on Truth Express Radio. I'm your conductor, Erskine. Here we have Dr. Charles B. Simone, M.D., the person who back in early, early 2020 explained what was going on with the coronavirus, explained who financed it, how it was developed. And this is a fraud perpetrated on us. And we've got a lot to talk about with that. He's an internist, a medical oncologist, radiation oncologist, tumor immunologist, author, inventor par excellence, health advocate, cancer's worst enemy, he's been called, founded Simone Protective Cancer Institute. Cancer and nutrition is a 10-point plan for prevention and cancer life extension in its third printing. The truth about breast cancer, truth about prostate cancer. These books set the bar for increased understanding. How to save yourself from a terrorist attack. Medical hydration. His articles on how to open the schools. He has done it all. And this, uh, he, his medical hydration talks about military strategy for uh, military and athletic warriors and how you can hydrate. And something we need every summer, we need it all during the year, is Simone Super Energy. Dr. Simone has a plan to overhaul health care to save our health care system. He's been on 60 Minutes Primetime Live, Fox News. We're going to talk about monkeypox, long-term effects from the COVID shots, and much more, drsimone.com. Dr. Simone, it's great to see you, but what we've got right now, are we, we, it looks like we're going, they're predicting a new COVID strain just in time for the election. Problems with the infant shots, of course there are. Monkeypox and all just in time for the midterm elections. Is this a coincidence? I think not. What do you think? We got a new COVID coming for us uh, before the no, November not, election? As we, as we wrote many years, a couple of years ago, the COVID uh, vaccine will, will not find these different mutations. And there's several hundred thousand mutations already with this particular virus. So the mutations will continue as it goes through the, the population, uh, the effectiveness and the strength, the strength of it will decrease with time. Uh, it'll be part of the pool of flu viruses uh, and it will continue to be part of the pool and nothing more. So we need to uh, continue on what we're doing. Herd immunity is already in place, probably. Right. uh, With almost 100% of the people uh, somehow infected or uh, affected by one or another. So I think we're going to be okay with the COVID-19 virus that was a planned um, virus uh, put out in plain sight in uh, birth announcement in November of uh, 2015. Um, it was compromised people. It sought people who had high ACE2 docking sites on their cells due to their prescription medications or diseases, obesity, and smoking. Um, it was created by a series of people that we've talked about in the past. We can go over again. And those people include Colonel, uh, Colonel Shi Zheng Li, who trained under Ralph Barrett, at the University of North Carolina and his colleagues. Also involved was Peter Daszak of Echo Health Alliance in Manhattan. Um, people at the NIH, Dr. Fauci 
and other colleagues there, people at the FDA was involved in it, were involved in this, and Harvard Medical School scientists also were part of the authors of this paper, the seminal paper, as including the U.S. SAMRID, United States Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases. All these people were involved in that sentinel paper that showed for the first time this virus was born, birth announcement. Uh, so all these people are involved. And this whole problem was funded by the U.S. taxpayer uh, via right. the Department of Defense, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, USAID, Department of State, Department of Health and Human Services, wow. Department of Homeland Security, National Institutes of Health, NIAID, and other U.S. agencies. More than $136 million went into this project. Peter Daszak obtained funding from these sources, but was especially interested in NIAID funding that would justify researching the diseases that would promote vaccines. And that's critical. That's what we're going to talk about, the monkeypox thing, too. Anthony Fauci directed all this. It was made in Wuhan, China, yes. Uh, but it was created by our people. Uh, in the past, communist China was the center of many pandemics. Asian flu, Hong Kong flu, SARS-1. These, the origin and severity of all of these were covered up by the Chinese government. But this time, this time, COVID-19 was made in China under the direction of Colonel Xi Zhengli, who co collaborated directly with the above scientists. She, her job was to systematically and methodically search for and incorporate into the virus the exact spike protein that would maximize the most damage by seeking out people with the most ACE2 receptors on their cells. And we showed in early 2020 right. those drugs, ACE inhibitors, blood pressure medications, ibuprofen, millions and millions of people take that, diabetics, 34 million people, obese, overweight people, 169 million people, smokers, COPD patients, 50 million people, immunocompromised people, 10 million, males over the age of 15. All these groups have a higher rate of ACE2 receptors, which the spike protein needs to attach and infect the cells. The more ACE2 you have, the more attachment, the higher risk of infection. Now, all of this information was in the literature and it was published, and you found it. Other people could have found it, but they didn't. Now, one of the keys that I wanted to mention, Fauci had four patents as inventor. He's named as the inventor of four different patents. And a highly controversial finding, medical scientists in India reported, we found four insertions, four insertions in the spike glycoprotein, which are unique to the 2019 NCOV and not present in other coronaviruses. It was the insertions that was the gain of function that made it dangerous for people, wasn't it? They taught them how That's to right. insert this, right, using uh, Fauci's uh, patents. That's right. The birth announcement of this virus was November 9, 2015. His patent right. was weeks before that, September 21. And the patent was on the HIV GP120 protein that was found inserted into the COVID-19 virus. And weeks before that, uh, Bill Gates filed a patent in Europe called coronavirus, July of 2015. So all this was orchestrated, and we go through the history of all this in our report uh, of when and how it all happened. 
In fact, the now, what, now the why the why to it was reported October eighteenth, uh, twenty nineteen, hosted by Gates Foundation, partnership with the World Economic Forum and Davos. That is the one that Klaus Schwab is in charge of. And here's what you wrote, and here's what they said. They want a one-world government under the United Nations and a one-world digital currency. They need to create a constant state of panic and chaos, i.e. panic, a pandemic. Kral Schraub said this about the people of the world. What do we do with these useless, I'm going to underline that, useless people? What to do with them when they're basically meaningless and worthless? That's what this... They think about us. My best guess is a combination of drugs and computer games. Some other super rich call people their minions. That's what they're That's talking right. about. That is what they think of us. We need to talk about what the. And then, you know, George Orwell said all tyrants rule through fraud and force. Once the fraud's exposed, they must use force. The fraud's being exposed every day, isn't it, Dr. Simone? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, we need more and more media attention to this. Uh, only a few stations are taking care of this. Uh, but even then, don't forget this whole situation. Uh, there were 50 companies that controlled the media in 1980. Now right. there are only six, six companies that control 90% of what everybody in this country hears, sees, and listens to. So now, Doctor Simone, let me ask. You, let me ask you a question. I understand that most of the drug companies are controlled by two companies. One of them is Vanguard Group. The other is BlackRock. They're the same companies that control most of the media. Surprise that we see so many drug company ads on television. Not at all. Uh, don't forget, Vanguard has a controlling interest in BlackRock, and BlackRock has a controlling interest. In Vanguard, so in effect, oh no, Vanguard I didn't know BlackRock, that. Yeah, they're one and the same company. In effect, and that's why when you see Pepsi have uh, Pepsi Cola have ads for sales, you see Coca Cola right next to it having ads too. Uh, these people are controlling everything uh, with regard to media, and that's the so big much problem, for yeah. so much for free enterprise, right? Yeah, there's no such thing. It seems. Again, these companies, these controlling companies are Comcast, Disney, AT&T, Sony, Fox, and Paramount. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What are we left with? Right. They're the six companies that control everything we hear and see. And I have a clip, a video clip in our introduction of this one uh, report where newscasters and international leaders say the same sentences repeatedly over and over again. So they, I call it pay to say. So they're paid to say things that the bots have been borne out and bots in the social media have shown uh, that they're saying the same thing. <clears throat> this one sentence repeatedly says 99% of our ICU admits did not receive a vaccine. And there are about 12 of these bots at least doing that. Uh, this whole problem was promoted through fear, helplessness, prolonged isolation like lockdowns, an overwhelming feeling of free-floating anxiety, suffering and death, a daily scorecard on the television screen of COVID cases and COVID deaths, and a single solution offered by a single authority, quote, the vaccine. And the group becomes unable to consider real truth as it evolves. Leaders of the movement are revered, unable to do no wrong, 
outside the centers who say something that is contrary to the narrative are attacked and become the common enemy. That's how this has, has evolved. Oh, my God. You also wrote about 100 uh, Sinomalgus, I probably pronounced it, monkeys from Mauritanius, an island nation, accompanied by CDC officials from JFK Airport, undisclosed CDC officials Friday. This is not this Friday, this a while back. Truck crash, several escaped, found, and then euthanized. Anyone think this is thought-provoking? We didn't really know at the time. And now they've got the monkeypox, which came just in time for the midterm. And they're saying, yeah. oh, we've all got to worry. It's a pandemic. They got like 9,000 cases. And it's all almost all among homosexual men. And it, uh, the other thing about it was uh, Dr. Siegel, who I, I like listening to him. He's very good. And he said, if you had a smallpox vaccine, in other words, you're born before 1972, you're probably protected. Do you agree with that, Dr. Simone? Absolutely right. That's correct. That's correct. So this whole, today, this whole fear about monkeypox, if you get a smallpox vaccine, it's over. You've got no problem. What's the problem with it? Why are they making it into a pandemic? Why is the WHO bringing this up? And are they looking to take over here? All these questions and much more with Dr. Charles B. Simone. And Dr. Uh, Simone Super Energy. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. The newest pandemic, the monkeypox, World WHO declaring it a worldwide pandemic. We almost, well, uh, President Trump, in his wisdom, took us out of the World Health Organization. World Health Organization is working very, very closely with China, and they're working. They had an agreement where, uh, fortunately, it was taken out where President Biden wanted to put it in, where they would take over everything in the United States in case of pandemic. And they're declaring one with monkeypox. It's not really a pandemic, is it, Dr. Simone? No, not at all. There are only uh, about 9,000 cases, we're told, by the CDC. Uh, right. That's generally in young males, uh, gay men. Uh, right. So it's not throughout the whole population, number one. Number two... Today or yesterday, the FDA, in its wisdom, said the new vaccine uh, can be stretched out to increase the supply by simply injecting the vaccine between layers of the skin instead of completely underneath the skin. So, again, they're they're coming up with ways to extend the vaccination without any testing at all. Uh, And this is one of the big problems we have. So who do we trust? Do we trust our CDC 
Do we trust the NIH bureaucrats? Who do we trust today? I, I trust the people who say if you took the smallpox vaccine, you're probably protected, as most of us had to do if you're born 472 to even get into school. And I think that's the that's one right. that I trust. Right. And when you're looking at tyrants, all tyrants rule through fraud and force. Once the fraud's exposed, they must use force. George Orwell. I just love that quote. So now we've we covered the monkeys. We have covered a lot of that. Now, Biden well, and the Ukraine. Well, let me you talk about yes, Orwell. Sir. Let me uh, just add, in Event 201, which was hosted by Gates, World Economic right. Forum, and the Bloomberg School of Public Health, in their manual, they say this, misinformation and disinformation are likely to be a serious threat during a public health emergency. Unfortunately, thus far, there are limited ways to control the propagation of this misinformation, leading to potentially draconian methods to manage this problem. So it's just like what Orwell said. Uh, draconian that, methods to control the volume of speech and people, what they're saying. The arrogance they're you know, telling is look, exactly what they're doing and going to do, don't they? Exactly. You know, we had, uh, before this whole thing happened, we had a validated national pandemic response plan in place for such an emergency. Why right. wasn't it followed? Here's why. A few federal employees defied their orders and systematically ignored and intentionally sabotaged this plan that was initially tested in the year 2000, revised in 2005, and updated again in 2017. And who were these people? Rick Bright, a Ph.D. of Health and Human Services, and Janet Woodcock, M.D. of the FDA. Both of those people manipulated the system to prevent the distribution of hydroxychloroquine to the public as they were ordered to do so. This was in place. They said, no, we're not doing that. Instead, they forced hydroxychloroquine to be used only in hospital settings for advanced illness, thus allowing the virus to spread rapidly. They told the media that hydroxychloroquine was not safe and not effective. Those two people. So those two people, Rick Bright and Janet Woodcock and Anthony Fauci, together with a biased media, destroyed the comprehensive national pandemic response plan that would have promoted early outpatient antiviral drug treatment until a safe, effective vaccine could be developed. The they lied and people died. They lied people died. They also did, they did uh, the same thing, Dr. Simone, with ivermectin. Exactly. Yeah. This, so this intentional sabotage paved the way for the so-called vaccine. Now, the vaccine, the U.S. Patent Office recognized the word vaccine to be a compound which prevents infection. These shots don't do that. The CDC changed this definition of a vaccine on November 4, 2021, to justify this current vaccine. The original definition, a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease thus protecting the person from that disease. Now, wow. the preparation used to stimulate the person's system. That's it. More we return. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Back two years ago, the gentleman I'm speaking with, Dr. Charles B. Simone, talked about the COVID-19 bioweapon created in plain sight, conceived in the early 2000s. The news media knew about this. Other people knew about this. And yet they quiet, hushed it up. Birth announcement in Nature Mag- Medicine was November 9, 2015, created by American Expertise, we talked about Ralph Barrick, others at the University of North Carolina, Dr. Shee, the gain-of-function techniques, Peter Densnick of Echo Health Alliance, Anthony Fauci, and others. And this was November 9th, 2015. They knew about it. They created it. They did it. And now they're hiding and pretending, well, we didn't know anything about it and telling us what to do. This is a horrible situation. This has also been a horrible situation, hasn't it, Dr. Simone? for any trust that we should put into medicine. The medical community has been turned upside down as far as having the trust of of we the people, hasn't it? That's true. You know, the lockdowns that they put in place were totally ineffective, yielding a mere 0.2% decrease in mortality. And at the time, there were three major studies that were given as testimony in the United States Senate and the Texas State Senate showing that 85% of all lives could have been saved if early, inexpensive treatment with hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin were used. So this right. was well known then. What they did, despite that information, frontline doctors were silenced and threatened with losing their jobs and licenses for using these protocols to save lives. Highly credentialed physicians were demonized. All dissenting information was labeled as misinformation and dangerous. Dissenting physicians were removed as journal editors and reviewers. Articles had dissenting information about safety and efficacy were retracted. Don't forget, Big Pharma advertises with revenues of about $6.5 billion on advertising in 2020, $4.5 billion of that on TV, and $55 million on social media. So there's a lot of money involved in this. And doctors like Fauci, the CDC, U.S. agencies, the United States president, governors, elected officials, hospital administrators especially, and Bill Gates told doctors what medical treatment protocols had to be used, not based on science or personal treatment, because not one of them had treated a single patient. Well, hospitals now, they get a 30% bonus for COVID patients uh, and refusing to use ivermectin or hydroxy. Now, where, how does this get out? 
Uh, well, August 30th, and this is quoting from an article that you wrote, Dr. Simone, August 30th, 2005, Senators Barack Obama and Richard Luger of Indiana gave U.S. tax dollars to the Ukraine to work jointly to prevent spread of biological weapons. 2014, let's look at this, Senators. Let's look at this, Congress critters. Hunter Biden, the son of then-Vice President Biden, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners invested Five hundred million, uh, five hundred thousand, uh, and millions more from Goldman Sachs and others in Meta Biota, Department of Defense contractor, research on pandemic causing diseases. Now, a prominent role in making Meta Biota was able to conduct its pathogen researches a few hundred miles from Russia's border, where in the Ukraine. Come on, it's all yeah. coming together, isn't it? Yeah, and listen to the next one. On November 12, 2019, Department of Defense awarded a contract to Labyrinth Global Health. November 12, 2019. There was not even the word COVID-19 in the literature at that time. Three months right. before, three months later, World Health Organization officially named it COVID-19. So everybody knew what was going on here except us. And I have a map here of all the bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Uh, in 2022, just in March, the Undersecretary of State, Victoria Newland, was hauled to Congress, and she testified that she was concerned that the Russian forces may be seeking to gain control of these laboratories that they fund. Three days later, the Pentagon admits to funding 46 Ukrainian laboratories, health facilities, and diagnostic sites. So we're all over the world with these things, uh, and this is a problem. Absolutely. Now, what they're doing in the United States is we have a crowd hypnosis, you say, uh, psychosis. A lot of people have PTSD. This is uh, an occurrence that's been happening. People are scared to death. I don't think we're going to fall for it again. But four components, and you write them down. Prolonged isolation and lockdowns. This has affected everyone. They know it affected people worse than anything else. Deprive people of what they like and initiate and promote an overwhelming feeling that things don't make sense. My God, if you don't feel that, you're you're just uh, living on another planet. Must be a constant free-floating anxiety, the source of the greatest psychological pain. Must be a single solution offered by a single authority, i.e. the vaccine. That's what they've done. That is exactly what they've done. And they have instituted a mass psychosis on the population, but it's wearing off. I think it's starting to wear off. And when people, the fraud is exposed, then the people are coming out and they are mad about it. And we're watching, they're still trying to do it, but I think that the people are awakening due to people like yourself, Dr. Simone, you have awakened so many people. Well, that's very kind to hear. I just want to point out a few more things. Remember, Obama stopped funding this gain of function in 2014, but right. he said the pause was voluntary. That meant the Department of Defense could continue funding this uh, unabashed. In January 9, 2017, a few days before leaving office, Obama resumed this funding. The very next day, Fauci said, and I have a video of him, there will be a surprise outbreak for this coming administration. Ten days later, Trump gets inaugurated. So this whole thing, this pandemic, was premeditated suppression of early treatment 
in order to promote the acceptance of mass vaccination through fear, isolation, suffering, and a daily scorecard on the TV screen of COVID cases and COVID deaths. And here's how it was done. September 18, 2019, a few days before there were any, a few weeks before any symptoms occurred, the World Health Organization said by the year 2020, there will be an accidental or voluntary release of a respiratory pathogen to then the world would have to accept a universal vaccine. A few days later, event 201 was hosted by Gates, which we talked about already. Right. And October 29, this was a very important panel assembled by Mike Milken Institute. They discussed how to force and implement a new vaccine. Again, October 29, 2019, important. Rick Bright, remember the guy that sabotaged our plan, our initial protection plan? Rick Bright said before that, uh, a novel avian flu virus from China could allow them to push through a new universal flu vaccine much faster. And this is a very important uh, assembly of people on October 29. And just a few days later, Wuhan scientists have symptoms. And a few days after that, the NIH gives Ralph Barrick the prototype to make the vaccine. Now, how the heck can you make a prototype which needs weeks and months before anyone had symptoms of this uh, virus that we didn't know anything about? Right. And of you course, can't. In 2000, you can't. 2000, no. 2016, oh. Moderna filed a patent showing an identical DNA sequence as is in the COVID-19 virus. So this is all planned years, years ahead. Well, the COVID-19 birth date was November 9th, 2015. Now, the mass uh, formation uh, psychosis, uh, deaths of people 16 to 64, up 40%. Life insurance companies are very concerned about that. It's obviously been uh, uh, politicized. Dr. Simone, a lot of people, the vaccine is the cure, supposed cure, is worse than the than the disease. A lot of people are having a lot of problems from the uh, COVID vaccine. What can be done? Right. How can they, what can be done with this? And what are some of the more noted uh, problems with the vaccine problem with uh, that's coming out? You know what I'm saying? Yes, no. I've outlined a whole program about what people can do to protect themselves from the spike, whether it's from the infection or the vaccine, uh, which will be our next health crisis, the spike protein and all the deleterious effects. What I've outlined for them is uh, a very simple program. I I have it on the website. They can download it, put it on the refrigerator. So go go up to drsimone.com. It's at truthexpressradio.com. You can't write it down, but go up to drsimone.com. It's written out there what to do. If you've had the vaccine, if you haven't had the vaccine, you can still have the spike protein from those who have. So this is important for everyone to look at. Yeah, we know that they're shedding now. People who have been vaccinated can shed the spike to others who have not been vaccinated or have not even been infected. So shedding does occur. That's been documented in multiple uh, papers now at this point. But we know... Vaccine provides less than 1% risk reduction, and that's important. It's not the 95% that you hear about. It's less than 1%. The vaccine does not prevent viral infection, nor does it prevent viral transmission. Both President wow. Biden and right. even, even Fauci admits that, doesn't he, now? Right. Yeah, Fauci and uh, Biden both fully vaccinated, two boosters, 
both got infected, both took the Paxlovid, and both got COVID again. And right. Fauci says vaccines do not protect overly well against infection. And this is a <laughs> kicker. Do- Dr. Burks, who was on that panel, White House coronavirus panel. Scar- scarf lady, said, scarf lady, we call her, right. That, that, that's right. What she said is this. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines. Uh, you think? Do you think? Right, right. <laughs> and the guy by the name of Peter Marks, MD, PhD, director of the FDA vaccine division, says, I admit boosters are ineffective at preventing infection, but we have to continue doing this until we find a proper solution. That's what he oh, said. And then he says, in front of Congress, two doses of pediatric vaccine failed to trigger an immune response in two-year, three-year, and four-year-old children. So they're admitting things left and right now, but it's uh, it's been out there. The vaccine causes harm, like we talked about. The lipid nanoparticles that encapsulate the RNA shot and the trillions of spike proteins created by the shot cause multiple organ dysfunctions. Shedding occurs now in in UK, United Kingdom. Uh, nine of every ten COVID deaths are related to vaccinated people. And wow. the adverse virus COVID response uh, adverse events keep multiplying. Now there are over twenty nine nine hundred uh, deaths attributed to the vaccine. Fifteen percent of those deaths occurred in the first. 24 hours of the vaccine, 19% occurred in the first 48 hours, and 58% occurred in people who had symptoms within the first 48 hours. Disabilities, 58,000. Serious injuries, 250,000. Life-threatening injuries, 32,000. Emergency room visits, 132,000. Hospitalized, 166. Birth defects. We also know that when uh, Tom Renz, an attorney, testified in front of Senator John, Ron Johnson's hearing, he showed that the DMED, U.S. Military Defense Medical Epidemiological Database, showed an increase of many, many tumors. His colleagues showed there was a cover-up in the DMED uh, information concealing the cases of myocarditis in the vaccinated service members. The military whistleblowers reported a DMED search of acute myocarditis of, of 1,239 people, in August wow. of 21, but when the same search occurred in January, only four months later, there were only 300 cases instead of those 1,200. So they've covered that up as well. So what I we know go- in conclusion, yeah, we go know ahead. that the birth announcement occurred, as you said, November 9, 2015. It was created by American expertise. It was funded by the U.S. taxpayer. It was made in Wuhan, China. It caused millions of deaths, economic and societal shutdowns. Terror, fear, depression, suicides, a premeditated suppression of early treatment in order to promote the acceptance of mass vaccination and mail-in ballots during the 2020 election. The vaccine provides less than a 1% risk reduction, does not prevent viral infection or viral transmission, and it causes harm. We don't need to go to China. We don't need Chinese cooperation. The labs have been scrubbed. The files deleted and even genetic files obtained by our NIH from the Chinese scientists have been deleted by our own NIH. Oh Everything we need to know is in plain sight. All collaborators and profiteers are in plain sight. We need the courage to pursue these perpetrators, 
severely sanctioned the Chinese Communist Party, repealed the Bayh-Dole Act that allows federally funded scientists to patent and financially benefit from their findings, and repealed the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Act that currently protects big pharma by eliminating all liabilities from the vaccines. That's why the big push for vaccine after vaccine after vaccine for diseases, for everything. They had no liabilities. They can put out a widget and have no liabilities from it. I've made many more recommendations at the end of this written report. So these are the things we need to focus on. We need the courage. We need uh, proper defense, uh, rather, Department of Justice to help us. We need a proper FBI to investigate this. We need help uh, from many sources. But the money involved is huge. We'll talk more about it. We get back. Final segment. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Talking with Dr. Simone. Dr. Simone, the, these monsters are bragging about the money they made. I believe that uh, Bill Gates said he made $200 billion in one month. Is that figure right? Let me show you. I'll, I think you'll be able to hear this. I'm going to play this uh, video that I have embedded in this. Listen. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades. And you figured out the return on investment for that. It kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? Over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. I think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion. But you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. How do you like that? Wow, what arrogance of people. It's ridiculous. I want to talk about one other thing before we go, Dr. Simone. I want to talk about what I'm hearing a lot of people say. People are saying, I'm tired. I'm really feeling tired. And a lot of it is, uh, some of it may be from the COVID. A lot of it is from the heat. And a lot of it is because they're getting dehydrated. And I suggested to some friends of mine, I said, try this. And they did. And they said, wow, I feel different. I feel totally better. Now, I don't know what it does. I don't know how it works. But I'll tell you, Simone Super Energy gets rid of the tiredness and you've got energy again. You're back to your old self. That's an amazing thing that you've done. It's simple. uh, It works. We have energy molecules in there uh, without stimulants. This is a patented program, patented formula that we developed. Yeah, you're not jittery uh, like with Cokes or coffee. You don't feel the jitters. You just have more energy, more get up and go. That's right. There's no no caffeine, no stimulants, nothing like that. 
We have ribose in there, which is a sweet sugar, but a negative glycemic index, 100% of all daily vitamins, antioxidants, electrolytes, minerals, high, high potassium in there. That really gives you a lot of power, especially in your heart. A branch now, chain amino acids. Does it, have, does it have too much sugar in it? And I say no. This is a special type of sugar that just gives you the energy. It doesn't affect you. That's right. I believe, can people with diabetes take it? No, yeah. See, the sugars we use have a glycemic index. For instance, fructose, the predominant sugar in there, has a 15% glycemic index. The next predominant sugar is maltose, and that's also a very low glycemic index. And ribose is a negative glycemic index. So the overall glycemic index is in the low 40 range. It is. The results of people who have taken it, it's almost amazing. You think think like uh, you're taking speed or something, but it actually is good for you. And uh, you're thinking clearly it's a wonderful product and makes a major difference. So if you're feeling down, you created originally for people who were taking radiation and having uh, chemotherapy, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, we did. And it works very well for them, uh, as well as any other chronically ill patient with cardiac disease, et cetera. But the key thing could be used by anybody, uh, athletes especially, because they have a buildup of their lactic acid and ammonia in their muscles, as do cancer patients. Uh, everyday people, dieters, people in nursing homes, especially, we put this uh, with nursing home patients who are stuporous, and they, they perk right up after a few days of this. Well, I'll tell you one it's thing. Cool. In the summertime, with all the heat and everything, people feel drained, and this really kicks in like nothing I've ever seen. Now, it comes in, pick your flavors. You have uh, orange, you have uh, chocolate, and you have vanilla. So even kids can take it. I know Dr. Simone's yeah. grandkids like the orange. I personally like the chocolate. My wife likes the vanilla. So that's the way you go. I mean, it's there. It is fabulous. And for what you're paying for, you have a different lease on life. I'm telling you, it will make you feel entirely different. You will have energy again. The old spark will be back. Turn the news off. Don't even listen to it. Take take this (laughs) and deal with your family and life and enjoy yourself for a change. We've got to do that. We can't take these people too serious. They're lying to us. We know that. So enjoy yourself. We've got to we've got to use common sense now, don't we, Doctor Simone? We do. You're quite right about that. And I think the American people are smart enough to see through what's going on. Uh, we've talked about a lot of negative, but the thing is, you have brought forward the truth of it. And once you see the truth, they haven't got any power, do they? Uh, let's hope that's true. You know, money still controls so many things, but let's hope the truth, the real truth, comes out and people just band behind it uh, and elect the proper officials in political offices so we can get some of these people out of office. The truth will set you free, and they can't handle the truth. That They can't handle you knowing the truth. Thank you, Dr. Simone, for all you've done. You're you're a, a beacon of light and freedom for America. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All our shows are on 24 7 at Truth Express Radio. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Dr. Dan McMillan, J.D., means he's an attorney, Esquire, we can put after his name, and Ph.D., obtained his Ph.D. from Columbia University, his J.D. from Fordham, a very good law school. Dr. McMillan worked as a history professor and a prosecuting attorney. His first book, How Could This Happen? It explained one of the great great questions that I've always had. How could this happen? The Holocaust. He explained how in a country as great, fabulous, scientifically motivated, intelligent people as Germany, how could they bring in something as horrific as the Holocaust? Next, he turned his sights on Get the money out of politics. The time is now. This is necessary for us to have a constitutional republic to survive. We've got to have it not supported by corporate and big money. We've got to have it to where the average person can run. The average person can say, I'm not beholden to the any company. I want to do what's right. Has to do with right and wrong. Very simple. We're going to examine George Santiano, who stated, Uh, how those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. DrMcMillan.com is his website. Dr. McMillan, how could this happen on the Holocaust? And you say it happened with incremental steps, incremental steps. And you talk about the uh, presence and the the radicalization and Germany's anti-Semitism from discrimination to genocide. And Hitler, where did he come from? Well, hardened human suffering after World War One came out of suffering. This is how it all developed. People want to feel better than someone else. They well, have to have someone to blame. And I, I, I feel like if you want to, if you want to blame somebody, fine. But understand that I want to judge people by their character, not the color of their skin. I want to judge them by their character, not their religion. This is what's important. This is so how we as Americans should view things. And you explain that in your book, don't you? Yes, yes. And no, thank you so much for the very kind introduction and also for covering, just conveying so much of the information I need to convey in such a short time. Is you're right. Damn, you're good, you know. Um, I mean, about the Holocaust, uh, you know what I, what I want to pick up on first, though, is, you know, what you just said about, Americans believe in in being fairly judged as individuals, right. not by the color of your that, skin or that, your religion of course or anything was else. Luther, and, that was for Martin Luther King, of course, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know, this is you know, this is a country unlike any other, because we're the only country that stands for something. We're not defined like every other country is by, say, a dominant culture, religion, language, race, right. anything. What makes us American is our ideals, what you said about the quality of opportunity and 
uh, meritocracy, being able to rise as high as your talent will take you, no matter the, the other. The other skin. thing is the other thing is Dr. McMillan, the individual. We have an appreciation for the individual instead of the yes. by class. It's individual. We've got individuals who are black, who are white, who are Hispanic, who are gay, who are straight, who are uh, Muslim, who are Christian, who are Jewish, and they all have been outstanding. We've got bad ones too, but most of them, the cream comes to the top in a true constitutional republic. Right. It should. That's exactly right. And and government by the people, I think, above all, because that defines us, because we Americans invented government by the people. And right. across the generations, hundreds of thousands of Americans willingly gave their lives in wars, fought for freedom, and not just for our freedom, you know, freedom of all of humankind. I mean, we... The democratic form of government has been our gift to all of humankind, and we gave it selflessly and paid for it with hundreds of thousands of American lives. And you see that in no other country. And yet this freedom, this government by the people, has been stolen from us here at home by big money in politics, which is the problem I'm trying to fix. Well, I I wrote down that you can't legally bribe a politician, can you? I don't think that's legal. But well, you, you can you, you buy, can, you but, can buy but, one yeah. through donations, and that's what they're doing, the donations, the big money people. They had a race in Arizona for governor, and uh, Carrie Lake ended up winning. The person who she beat spent five times the amount of money she did. So money doesn't always win out, but it normally does. And we yes. need to have a different system where they're restricted on the amount of money that they can spend and they put out their position paper, send it to people. And instead of uh, having all these ads that are just scurrilous ads on different people, put out where your positions are on the position on the papers. Have a debate if you want to, but limit the amount of money that you spend. Limit the amount of money. Matter of fact, don't even have donations. Just do away with it so that people can can go off of the off of what they believe and tell people what they believe in uh, different forums. We've got enough forums available. And, and you know, Erskine, that is absolutely what would be most sensible. But unfortunately, back in the 70s, and you, you just, this is like the ultimate triumph of book learning over common sense. The Supreme Court decided in a 1976 decision that money that people spend to influence elections, like as donations or as independent right. spending, that the money itself is a form of free speech protected by the First Amendment, which is unbelievably stupid. I mean, up to that point, free speech money, money free and free speech, think. money is free. Money is used to control speech, not make it free. Exactly, it's it's used to buy an audience for your speech, and it's used to drown out the speech of others who don't have the money, so that people only hear your speech. But this is what the Supreme Absolutely. Court decided. And because, and, and then in more recent years, everyone's heard, and heard of Citizens United. That's one of many decisions. But basically, the court, in its infinite wisdom, these, these unelected judges who don't know how politics works have right. decided for all of us that we can't stop anyone from spending. So the only way to fix it is what I'm promoting, which is basically um, a public financing mechanism where candidates can get their campaign funds directly from the voters. And that's the all they get. That's all they get. So if you well, if no, we, working... we can't actually, well, the way, the way you can do it is, is that a candidate who wants to get 
these democracy dollars from the system that I want us to create, the, the rule can be that you, if you, if, you get, if you take this money from the voters, you can't take more than, say, 10% of your campaign cash from private donors to, to keep it in line. But um, the court, you know, maybe, maybe I should say a little bit more about how that system works. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. So the idea is this, and, it, and I love it. What I love about it, one thing I love about it, is it's just so straightforward and common sense. You know, the big, the biggest problem we got, the only people in our country who still have any say in Washington, are high-dollar campaign donors, the kind of people who right. can write checks for a quarter million, half a million, a million, and so forth. Solution. Make us the donors. Make the voters the donors who really count. This is what's been called democracy dollars. Uh, several politicians have talked about it. None have really done anything to make it happen. And the way it would work is that the federal government, for every election cycle, would give uh, every registered voter, um, basically give back to you a chunk of your own, of the taxes you have paid, so that you can use it to get, say, in government, gives you $100 in a presidential year, 50 in a congressional year, midterm year, I say, that's cheaper. And you can't take this money out and spend it, but you go online with a pin and assign it to the party of your choice and the candidates you want to support. And suddenly politicians have to come to us, not just for our votes, but even more important, something they need even more, the cash they need to be able to reach the voters. And So voter, voters when, no longer become a necessary evil, they become integral to the process. You've got big donors, they choose the candidates. The lobbyists add billions to the federal budget. They do favors for the big donors, not for the good of the country, only for the good of the wealthy. And this is the problem. So what we've got is a government of, by, and for corporations like uh, uh, Bill Gates, corporations like the Koch brothers, so it's on both sides. It's on both sides of the fence. It, you know, you're absolutely right, and labor unions are in there too. But right. I tell you, first, I, I want. Right. By the way, I just, I just have to tell you. You know, I love it. You use this phrase: the voters are a necessary evil. That's something I say in my writing, and that's exactly right. That's how politicians see us. We're right. a nuisance. We're a necessary evil. They still need our votes to get into office. But we're not their constituents. Their donors are their constituents. That's who they listen to, and that's why the that's why politicians don't don't respect us and don't care what we think. But you talked about how we have government by the wealthy, but I'm here to say that it's even worse than that because what we have now is actually no government at all. No one's in charge because right. you've got so many donors. Each each of these donors has the ability to veto, to block something they don't like. And so you've got interest group gridlock in Washington. You have a government that's paralyzed. Because the thing is, all these corporations and billionaires, they have certain shared interests, but they don't all think alike. They don't all come together in one group to set a course for the country, which would be unfair, but at least we'd kind of have a functioning government. What we have instead is just all these different we basically just got paralysis in our government. Let's talk about how far it's gone. Last hour we were talking about COVID with uh, Dr. Charles B. Simone, I think the leading Mm -hmm. expert on the COVID. And we were talking about how there are two companies. One is called Vanguard and the other is called BlackRock. 
Now, Vanguard and BlackRock are intertwined on their board, so that it's basically one company. They control most yes. of the media. They control most of the drug companies. So why do you see so many drug ads on television? Because they are in control. Now, this is a con- corporate control, and they also got passed a bill to where if a uh, vaccine is dangerous and people die from it, they cannot be held liable. Now, this is corporate mm-hmm. government control. Now, when you've got corporate government control, that's the very definition of fascism. You know, you, you, you're, I mean, you're definitely onto something. I agree with you to a large degree. But in some ways, you know, I'll tell you, I'm more hopeful and more optimistic. And I, I want oh, to I'm, I'm I mean hopeful. I'm just it, looking at some of it the way it is right now. We, we are. Oh, I know, no, I, I know that you're not a pessimist, Erskine, because, right. you know, I mean, we both believe in America, but, and, right. you know, that, I mean, this is a great country and we, you know, we can recover what we've lost. But here's the thing what I think is, yes, it's true that you, you see many examples of corporations kind of getting exactly what they want. Big Pharma is like, you know, one of the perfect examples. Americans pay more than twice as much for prescription medicines as Germans or Canadians or Australians. Right, right. Yeah, and the reason for that is in all those other countries where they really do have government by the people and where election campaigns aren't expensive and are not privately funded, there they regulate drug prices. And also, you know, you you can't just jack up the price of insulin 500% because you feel like it the way that you can here. And there was a poll in 2019, a quarter of Americans who responded said that in the last year, they had not taken some medicine their doctor had prescribed for them because they couldn't afford it. Right. And that's just crazy, you know. And so that's one example, and you're absolutely right. We'll take a break right now. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Dr. Dan McMillan, drmcmillan.com. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking with Dr. Dan McMillan, and big donors are choosing the candidates. Lobbyists are adding billions to the federal budget because they're putting in pork barrel things. They're putting in what they want. They're wanting them to have cutouts and breaks and everything else. Uh, They do favors for big donors, not for the good of the country, only for the wealthy and the big donors. Uh, Now, when you're looking at this situation, uh, then we no longer have a democracy we are surrendering the moral high ground. We're surrendering where we, the people, count. And this is what is so sad about 
It is destroying yes. the American dream. And it's not the party that you have to worry about. It's who's putting the cash in because money yeah. has become our God. And so we've got to look at this and they are, you know, they, you'll hear politicians say, well, money is the mother's milk of politics. And they laugh about it. It isn't funny, boys and girls. It isn't funny at all. It is the mother's milk. So he who has the gold makes the rules. That's not the way it was. America was created that our rights come from God. It doesn't come from some rich uh, person. It doesn't come from some rich corporation. Our rights come from God. Don't lose track of that. Right. So we've got to make a difference in order to just restore our constitutional republic, don't we? Oh, God, Erskine, I mean, everything you're saying is music to my ears. You know, you're saying it better than I can. <laughs> well, no, great, no, it's not know? better. You've written the book about it. Now, when is your book coming out? Uh, get the money Well, out actually, home. you know, my I guess by publishing, the book is, is actually not yet in contract. I mean, I've written like 500 pages of material, um, but I actually, my focus right now is more building up this organization, Save Democracy in America, to promote this democracy dollars reform that I think is the now that's the save America save American democracy save American democracy dot org right no no uh, it's the 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 URL is save democracy in America dot org that is dot org save democracy in America dot org but if you Google democracy dollars Macmillan my last name or save democracy Macmillan uh, we're still working on the SEO, and you know we haven't been up on the web for that long. So sometimes um, it doesn't. We don't come up immediately, but and I know the URL is is pretty long, and so let me just state it once again: it's SaveDemocracyInAmerica.org. And you know, please visit our website if you if you like what I have to say today. We could really use uh, your help in spreading our message if you can share our website with your friends or any of our videos with your friends because people really no no political message is more powerful than one that comes from someone you trust and the people who like you and respect you if you show them that you support this idea you can really have an impact so well when um, people talk about every vote counting and we want every vote to count every legitimate yes. vote every legitimate vote to count but when you have those people running for office chosen by corporate, when you have the the message that you're hearing chosen by corporate, you're not given a free vote. You don't get the information. You can't make a valid decision if you can't. And you take a guy who's got some very good ideas, but he doesn't have any money. He's not, he hasn't got a chance today. Very seldom. Exactly. Very seldom. So no, it's can, not, I, can I just if, amplify without, something you just Oh, so go ahead. Without the opportunity of the people, by the people, and for the people, it isn't. It's of, by, and for the people with the money. That's right. But, you know, let me say something else, though, that it took me a while to get to this, because initially I was so angry, you know, at at the politicians and donors and so on, and then I kind of came to understand, like, these donors... You know, you can criticize. I mean, it, what the, the situation is horrible, but the donors are doing what they have to do. I mean, look at it this way: if you're a well, yeah, they're they're out for their own interests. They're out to preserve what they have and expand it, right? 
That's that's true. I mean, a lot of them are selfish, but it's also true. Like, look at the, I, this is one way I look at it is that if you're a wealthy Republican and you do not write fat checks to the GOP and Republican candidates, you know all the wealthy Democrats will be doing that, and then wealthy Democrats will control the government. And right. if you're a the wealthy Biden Democrat, you're in the same boat. Moving to you know? implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking with uh, Dr. Dan McMillan. Dr. McMillan, you're saying if you're a wealthy Democrat or a wealthy Republican, money should not be the uh, end all of what we do for our voting. It has to be what is best for we the people, what is best That's for That's what it America. should be, yeah. Right. But I, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say, Erskine, I mean, you, I, I mean, it's, I really love the way, I mean, in a lot of ways, you're, you're putting some of my ideas better than I put them. But one of the things I want to emphasize about our message is that our message is a unifying message. We see this right, right. as a great opportunity to bring Americans together across the party lines. It doesn't mean we stop disagreeing about other things, because politics is about conflict, and that's good. But sure. this is something we can all agree on, because we all deserve a say in how we're governed. We all need a government that functions instead of this dysfunctional mess in Washington, and democracy dollars, you know, getting money out of politics and putting power, putting the American people back in the driver's seat is about government by the people. It's about the most important ideal that makes us Americans and that made this country great. And so this is also an opportunity for Americans to come together on the basis of our shared patriotism. And, and I think that's would be a very healthy thing for our politics. Because well, we've got a lot of division, thing- and I think it's... Yeah. Politics has become so divisive in this country that uh, yeah. we're demonizing both sides, and it's become uh, even on the same side. I watched one race on the Republican race here, and they were just demonizing each other. I mean, uh, why can't it can't it be civil anymore? Uh, Dan, can't politics be civil without without trying to destroy people's names and reputations and yeah. everything else? Can it be a little more civil? It has just gotten completely out of control. And I'm looking at what's been going on. It just seems like it's gotten completely out of control. Don't we have civility in this country anymore? That's why I'm asking. It gets, it gets worse. It's really gone off the charts the last 8, 10 years. Right. And I think the reason it's gone off the charts is that the cost of campaigns has just skyrocketed. I mean, from... Um, the 2016 federal campaigns, White House and Congress, cost $7, $7 billion in 2020 dollars 
um, spent by individuals and pressure groups to help politicians who can do favors for them. In 2020, the price tag was $14.4 billion, so more than doubled in four years. And, and now, you know, everyone in Washington of both parties, they're hogtied by all the favors. They owe all the donors. They can't offer oh, yes. any right. solutions to our problems. No solution to health care, no better schools for our children, no fix to infrastructure, uh, no, better treatment for veterans. We can't get any of that. And since they have nothing positive to offer us, their default setting now is attack the other side because that's how they keep their own voters in line. You know, encourage hostility. And it's gotten so ugly that you have politicians on both sides. You have Democratic politicians encouraging Democratic voters to, to dislike or fear Republican voters and vice versa. And that's just sick. Now, you know? let, me ask, let me add to this. Arizona, where I live, is not one of the most populous states, Dan. You know that. Uh, we Arizona's have, not uh, a popular state? Populous. Our population is not oh, as I big see. I'm as, sorry. <laughs> as uh, California and Illinois or New York or Florida, yeah. most of those. Even though we're growing like crazy, we're not one of the more populous states. Person running for, not, not the general election, person running for the nomination spends uh, between 17 and $19 million running for the nomination to become governor, a job that pays probably 200000 or less. That doesn't make yeah. sense. That doesn't make a bit of sense. They lost. They lost, but they still spent seventeen to nineteen million dollars. That's insane money, Dan. That's insane. Oh, it is. And and you know, I want to circle back to something you said earlier. That's really important that I wanted to amplify on. You said that the donors basically pick the candidates that we get to vote for, and that's exactly what happens. I mean, it's not right. a conspiracy where the donors get together, but by default. You can't raise money to be a viable candidate without raking in a ton of money from donors. So if you're not talking ideas that the donors like, your campaign never gets off the ground. And so the voters never hear your name. They never hear your ideas. And all kinds of ideas and good people who could help us are just out of the conversation and off the table because they can't attract money. I've got a great idea, Dan. When we have people elected for office... And they walk yeah. into the Senate, they wear a baseball hat with their major donor, their name across the top, and they also put, the, <laughs> put, the, put it on a jacket that they oh, wear, that is so just cool. like, I just like, like that. a NASCAR, owned by, owned by uh, uh, you know, Vanguard, owned by BlackRock, owned by, and you put the different companies that have bought and paid for them, so now you know who the players are. Yeah, but you know, it like the donors wouldn't fit on a baseball cap. I think they would all need a sandwich board, you know, yeah. with you know the names <laughs> of forty donors on it. <laughs> yeah, owned and operated by you know the okay these people yeah. I'm supporting. <laughs> oh God, that is really brilliant. <laughs> I think that would be great here. Oh, here comes Senator McConnell. What's it say on there? Oh, it says Ford Motor Company. Okay, right, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I think we all know we all know who's supporting these people. I think it go a long way. <clears throat> yeah, well, I think that the more the, the best way really though to solve it, like disclosure doesn't help because when all politicians on both sides of the aisle are taking the big money, the voter right. has no choice. But 
if you set up this democracy dollar system where a good candidate can get, you know, plenty of money for a strong campaign directly from right, other voters, right. then if, if that candidate's opponent continues to take private money instead, you know, our good candidate says, well, my opponent would rather serve big oil and big pharma because that's who owns him. I want to serve you, and that's why my campaign is funded with democracy dollars. You see? Yes. Um, well, they, the they say that they enforce it. They say that a congressperson has two ends: a sitting end, a thinking end. His whole job depends upon his seat. So, what's the use, my friend? Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about that, it depends on their seat. They'll tell anybody anything they want to just to get in. Because their jobs pay too much, they make it a career. That's the other problem. These people are making it into a career. It never was meant to be a career. They were supposed to serve and then go home. But it isn't a serve when people are there for 40, 50 years. You know that. They're there too long. Yeah. I, you, know, you know, personally, I'll tell you, I tell you Erskine, I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of you're in good company in saying that, and a lot of people like term limits for that reason. My feeling, though, is the problem I have is not how long they're there. The problem I have is what they have to do to get there and stay there, namely raise all this right, money. Right, If right, they go but, there and they're always serving us and getting their money from us, then in a way I like them to be there for a long time because then they get more experience, they get better at their jobs, they have perspective. And, I mean, you look at some of the crises we've had in our history, like the Great Depression, the Second World War, we had people who'd been in the Senate, you know, for 30 years. and We had statesmen. And so I, yeah, I, I don't actually like the term limits idea. For me, it really boils down to the money. That's kind of the, the, the meat of the coconut for me. That's how I see from, it. From a historic perspective, I know you've taught history, when did it become the money was the key to getting in. There really are kind of two periods been. in our history of money, where money became king in our politics. The first time okay. was the so-called Gilded Age, really from 1880 to 1910. And under Teddy Roosevelt, we got our first campaign finance laws. And then for the next, you know, 60 years or so, even the, law, the laws didn't have such great teeth, but kind of everyone in the system... The politi- you know, the corporations, you, you know, everyone, rich people, understood it was kind of voluntary restraint because everyone understood, look, we want to be a democracy. It should be one person, one vote, not $5 million, you know, not $50 million, a million votes or whatever. Right, right. Uh, but then you had this court case, Buckley v. Vallejo in 1976, where seven justices you know, got the bright idea that money given to politicians is free speech. And so it's protected by the First Amendment, which makes it then very difficult. to. If you want to regulate it, you have to clear a very high bar and meet all these conditions. And then that was one thing that kind of opened the gates to more money coming into politics. The other thing that happened in the late 70s was that um, t- TV advertising became the main way that politicians reach the voters to ask for their votes. Up to that point, party organizations were really important, and TV, TV media buys are just incredibly expensive. And at that point, right. an arms race began between the two parties in fundraising and media buys. And then over the years, in a gradual process, the money behind the scenes basically hollowed out the core of our democracy, you know, leaving only the facade 
you still have regular elections, but as you pointed out, the donors choose the candidates we're allowed to vote for. So we really have right, no choice. Right. You have no say when they say it's the donors are choosing the candidates and they're telling the party what to do because the party knows they won't bring the money in too. So they're going that way. So we, the people, we're precluded. Like you say, we've become a necessary evil. But the, yeah. the problem is that they're not thinking about there are more of us than there are of them. Are the people going to wake up like they did here in Arizona on this one where candidates have spent five to one and yet we still won? Uh, the other uh-huh. situation, like in Wyoming, where they've got all that money going in for Liz Cheney and then they have Dick Cheney running an ad. I mean, it looks like Darth Vader looking at you saying, I'm going, I'm looking at that. I said, Oh my God. He does. He looks and sounds like Darth Vader. I was vice president and I want you to vote for my, I'm going, Oh, good Lord. I don't want Darth Vader in there. And so when some of their ads are not that effective. Some of their ads, I don't know if they care or what they're doing. makes no sense at all. But when you're looking at this and you're watching this, are you seeing, uh, I want to ask you one other thing, if, if you don't mind, Dan. Oh, no, no, whatever. Okay, now this is aside from either of your books, but as an attorney, when they go into the, uh, the home of a former president of the United States and do what they did, 30 FBI agents descending on its house, breaking into the safe and everything else, I think that's a bridge too far, and I believe in my own opinion, that they're making Donald J. Trump into a martyr, and a martyr turns movements into a reality. I think they have made him into a martyr by doing that. Well, Comment, please. You know, because, because again, because I have to keep a totally nonpartisan stance, uh, I'm going to, you know, I kind of have to duck that question. Uh, but I will say this, you know, what you said about them turning him into a martyr, I think that one reason... Now, Donald, you know, Donald Trump is not... Let's, let's say this. He's always been strong. He's not ex, ex, He's not exactly a person who eludes sympathy because he's always been such a strong <laughs> person. So uh, to turn somebody like him into a martyr is something, but I believe that they have, and uh, I believe that this has happened because people are thinking when they're watching this, they could do it to the president. They could do it to me. Now, there's no reason to. You've never done anything. You go do everything about right as far as you can. But the fact of the matter is, this really has turned things upside down, I believe. I think it's backfired on the people who did it. It's, well, I think politically, I think you're absolutely right. It's going to be, you know, even. You know, I have no idea. I mean, well, particularly as a former prosecutor, I never comment on any criminal case because I don't believe it's responsible. And I feel like the only people who have a right to comment are the people who sit on a jury and hear all the facts. And I don't know the facts. So, but I think as a matter of political reality, prosecuting him is just going to further divide the country, even if he deserves to be prosecuted. And I have no opinion on whether he does or not. If he does, well, the, the appearance of it is just going to tear the country apart. I think it really the is the appearance mistake. of it's not good. The appearance of it's not good. And I think it could tear the country apart. Imagine being in your home. Well, he wasn't even there. He was in New York and having 30 people descend upon and going through your wife's clothes, going through everything that that is not America. 
in my opinion. Yeah. That's not the America well, we live in. You know, I, I as I say, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of sort of you know pull in my horns specifically about this issue because it's it is you know really partisan. Democrats and Republicans have opposing views on it, and sure. I have to I have to maintain. You know, I'm I'm focusing on one issue that I think we can all agree on. Um, but you know, I'm very hopeful that we're going to win this democracy dollars fight, and I'll tell you why because. It's obvious. You see this from opinion polls. The American people are fed up. Americans oh, yes. all across oh, yeah. the spectrum, they, we, they know the government is not working. They know politicians right. don't represent them. They know politicians don't respect them. There's only two things that the American people don't yet know and need to know to, to take action to fix this. One, they don't understand that more than anything else, it was the big money that did this to them, that broke the right. government, that... Right, and they also don't know that there could be a solution. And I'm not saying democracy dollars; it's not a magic wand, but it's a mighty first step. And if we can take that first step together, I think we can work together on other steps we need to take, and we can take our country back. And I think it's a big bucks out of politics now. It's a big bucks out. The Biden uh, administration you know, is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. Under the current system, you can't bribe a politician, but you can buy one. This totally negates the way that the system was set up when people and politicians can be bought. This is not the way it was set up to be. If we're going to restore the republic, which we need to do, we've got to make it to where the money is out of the system. It's got to be taken out. Otherwise, we're going to end up broke. We're going to end up not represented. And it doesn't matter which party you're with, Democrat or Republican. Both of them are responsible. I can see why they want to go for the money. They want to go for the cash. Somebody dingling cash out, you go reach for it. Of course, it's the way to do it. We need to make it to where it's not the way to do it. We've got to set up a new system on financing, not a new political system. We're going to have a new system on financing. When did it really turn? When did it really, when did the money, big money, you say 1970s was a big thing with the United States? You know, uh, it already started back then, and I feel like already in the 80s, I and the people around me were saying, especially like the election of 88, Bush Sr. v. Dukakis. Right, I right. can still go to the polls and vote, but I got nothing to vote for. And like ever uh, since, right. oh, everyone yeah. I talk to says, I'm voting for the lesser of two evils. Oh, we I, all I can't were remember the that. last time anyone was enthusiastic about who they were voting for, and with good right. reason, because since both parties were captured by the money, 
neither party was offering a good deal for the American people. And so, in effect, you could almost say that we've, we've been living in a one-party state. There's one party. It's the party of big money. It has a Republican flavor and a Democratic flavor. Pick your poison. It's not really a choice. Right. Um, oh, you are so right on target with that, because I remember back during that period, people said, What's the difference between two parties? I don't know. There wasn't any difference. We've got a little bit of a difference now. We have a little difference now, but uh, we're still, we need to get that out. And it would open it up for people, average people to run for office instead of billionaires. And exactly. You don't, because right now you want to run for the house. You really need to be a millionaire who goes to a country club and where you can right. hold a fundraiser with your millionaire friends to get your campaign going. But under a democracy dollar system where the voters are the donors, all you need is a good idea and some, some volunteers to pound the pavement, knock on doors. You know, people can hear that you've got a smart idea, that you're articulate, and you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to have any money to run because you get your right. money from the voters, and then when you get to D.C., you serve the voters the way it's supposed to be. I think we'd see some major changes in the country, and I also think we'd have a much better system of how they spend the money. Because you know yes. that these people don't uh, don't give that money so they don't get anything back because they believe in America. They're spending the money so that they can save their companies money or get contracts for their companies one thing or another. It also may reduce the wars because uh, a lot of the armament companies who give to people so that they can make more money with war and one thing or another. That's another function. When you look at the whole system. I love hearing you say that, Erskine. That is, I think you're on target with that. I agree. Yeah, and and the money, even though the the money has absolutely corrupted the system, which was a beautiful system, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, you know, there were part, you know, I look at the kind of the last, you know, one of the times when we really had government by the people that really worked. Right. And really well. Say from the you know from when FDR got inaugurated at the depth of the Great Depression until the Vietnam War because we we because it divided us so much it it, it kind of started sending things off the rails but in that thirty year period we reinvented our government to to be able to survive the depression then we uh, we defeat tyranny on two continents in the war, Second World War basically there's half a billion people in Europe right. and Asia today, who get to live in freedom thanks to the 400,000 Americans who gave their lives in that war. We rescue Western Europe from financial ruin and communism with the Marshall Plan. We lead the way in creating NATO. We rally the world's democracies in self-defense against communism. And right. then we rally to Dr. King and you know end segregation and give black people to vote back in the in the South. I mean, we really... When the American people were in the saddle, this country was unstoppable. The reason that things have kind of fallen apart in our country and that the, the, the quality of life for the American people has gone down and down and down in the last decades is that the American people have not been in charge. But you put the American people back in charge, and then the country starts doing great things again, and we can make a good life for our people. We need to unleash the people. We need to stop controlling people and trying to control people and let people take control again. Give it back to the people, of, by, and for the people. Words we shouldn't forget. I want to thank you, Dan. And the book is amazing. Amazing book. It's called Get the Money Out of Politics. 
All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. What's going on? What are people thinking? What is happening? What do the people actually feel? Forget the pundits. What do the people think? Well, Patrick Basham knows. He's a former adjunct scholar and senior fellow at the Cato Institute, founding director of the Democracy Institute. He's considered Britain's number one, very, very best person when it comes to knowing the pulse of the country and with his uh, contacting people and finding out what they actually think. His books include Gambling with Our Future, Sensible Solutions to the Urban Drug Problem, Environmentalism and the Market Economy, all foretold issues of today. We're going to discuss the 2022-2024 election, plus the changes in the U.K., and worldwide, as we the people become vocal, democracyinstitute.org. We the people are waking up. Patrick, welcome to Erskine, to uh, Truth Express Radio. Thank you, Erskine. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Looking forward to the discussion. Now, August 2nd through 4th, 2022, you uh, surveyed 35% uh, Democrats, 33% Republicans, 32% Independents. Over 1,500 likely voters with an error rate of plus or minus 3%. And you ask a lot of stuff. You did both landline and cell phones. Congress, 49% uh, Republican and uh, 43% Democrat. That's the way it would look like it's coming out, 8% other. So the House, you're projecting 259 Republican, 176 Democrat based on your survey. If that comes about, that is a cataclysmic change, isn't it? Yeah, that would be an increase, a net increase of uh, 49 seats as of right now for the Republicans. And, I mean, if the Republicans win nationally for the House by a couple of points, two or three points, they'll have a big win. If they, if it works out, it turns out the way we're currently projecting, around 6%. Edge for the Republicans, that's going to be a serious red wave, maybe even a red tsunami. And then you're saying 53 seats to 47 in the Senate and yeah. uh, midterm 61% of the Republicans win, 39% of the Democrats. That is a tsunami. You're looking for a red wave like never, I don't think it's ever been seen that strongly before. It's equal to going back to Newt Gingrich's big win when he had the contract with America, isn't it? It is, and it's even harder today. There are fewer uh, truly competitive seats, the way that both parties have rigged this electoral system so that many of their own people are safe. Uh, And so there's less to fight over, which means that if the Republicans do as well as we're currently projecting or even close, that will be, I think, probably a larger accomplishment than the contract with America, Newt Gingrich, uh, success in 94. And just uh, for your listeners' interest, 
the three the three Senate seats that we see the Republicans currently picking up are Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia. Uh, it's right. close in all of those, but we, we see the Republicans ahead. There are other very competitive seats that the Republicans are defending, like Pennsylvania and Ohio. But we think, as of right now, we think the Republicans hold on to those. We've got a 600-pound gorilla sitting in the room. And the 600-pound gorilla is, are the elections going to be honest this time? And I think they are going to be a lot more honest than they've been in the past because people know what to look for. They're not going to have 3 o'clock in the morning people pulling out suitcases in Georgia. They're not going to have the problems with Maricopa County they had last time. I think there's going to be in Arizona. And then also you've got Michigan, Detroit. They're not going to be able to pull shenanigans there and also Wisconsin. This is going to be a major difference, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, I think you put it accurately that it will be a lot better. I don't think it will be perfect. I think no. it will be far from perfect. But I, I, my guess at the moment is that it will be uh, imperfect in a way that we can, we can accept. And that's because in some states, some of those safeguards and guardrails have been put back that never should have been taken away in 2020. Uh, you have regular folk are now aware of how this thing can go wrong, go very wrong very quickly. And so individual right. voters are going to be on guard, vigilant, looking out for trouble. That wasn't happening in 2020 because you know most people never imagined that this could, that could have happened in America. And also you don't have the, the larger environment that made 2020 possible. That is, you didn't have the COVID lockdowns, you didn't have the mail-in balloting and all of that, which was excusable right. and permissible because of the larger problem that the society was facing. What are the issues facing us? And you're saying, number one is inflation. Well, it's not only inflation. I think the inflation numbers are much higher than they're saying because we have uh, deflation. Now, what I'm saying about deflation is when you go to the store and you buy uh, uh, cereal, it's reduced. It used to be 16 yeah. ounces, now it's 12. You go buy a package of uh, little fruit cocktails or something, it used to have six, now it's four. Same price. So you'll say it hasn't gone up in price. Yes, it has. It's gone up by about 30% because they're reducing yeah. the sizes of everything. We're seeing that. People aren't stupid. They know that they open up a bag of potato chips and it's half empty with air. It's not the same amount of potato chips. I mean, this is just the sense. And people look at that. So 29% say inflation's the main issue. And I think they're absolutely right. It's the economy, stupid. That's it, isn't it? It it really is. And what you're referring to there is what the economists uh, call shrinkflation, right? And so, yes, inflation by the official numbers it's sky high, highest for forty years, but that's right. only that, it's only that uh, that low, <laughs> relatively low. It's actually much higher because the government has fiddled the numbers, right? If you use the right. old methodology, it's far far higher. And even by the government's current numbers, food and gas, those sort of basics are way above that overall average number. And this is why month after month. Our, our, the people we survey are telling us that that is the issue that means the most to them. That hasn't changed. In fact, that number keeps creeping up. And then beyond inflation, it's all economic stuff. You know, So it's jobs, it's taxes, all those things. There are other important issues, 
but nothing breaks through the way the economy has. And for most people, their vote is going to be basically about whether or not they are better off than they were two years ago. Oh, nobody is. You've got inflation, economy, jobs, economy, jobs. You've got 15% major issue. But I'm going to put those two of them together because the economy, Mm -hmm. inflation, jobs, all pretty well go together, don't they, uh, pretty much, uh, Patrick? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's a basket, uh, but, you know, people do break it down in their own minds. Uh, But the bottom line is most, well, overwhelmingly people know things aren't going well and they know that they were better off. Uh, And so all these other, these these secondary issues that Biden and the Democrats keep trying to make this election about Ukraine, COVID, abortion, guns, those are important issues, obviously, and they're the number one issue to some people, but not to most people. For most people, the economy and inflation, if you add them together, that's 44%. That's nearly yeah. half of half of people's concern. And then you got crime exactly. at 14%. You got baby yeah. formula on there, which is uh, also there. But you've got now in Arizona and Texas and other places, this one be much higher immigration, but that's listed at 12%. You've got abortion, which is something they were going to try to hang their hat on. That's only 6%. Ukraine's only 4%. Then we're going to talk more about the Ukraine figures. Not as important as the news media might have you think about it. And uh, it looks like COVID-19 down to 2%. People are over it, aren't they? They don't care anymore. We're over it. We either survived it or we died from it, but we're over it. We don't want to hear any more about COVID. We don't want any more lockdowns. We're tired of it, aren't we? Absolutely. That number, that 2% number has been in decline month after month. Uh, it's just your hardcore uh, authoritarian-minded Democratic voters uh, who still want the world to be China, and we just lock everybody down forever. Uh, but for almost everyone, it is over. And I think there actually would be potentially a, a revolution in this country if governors and presidents attempted to bring back widespread lockdowns. Yeah, uh, it would. It absolutely would. More likely a vote due to Roe versus Wade, 27% Republicans. It's going to bring more of them out than Democrats, 20%. But Roe versus Wade's not the big issue by a long shot. It's the inflation and their own, their own problem. The baby food crisis, uh, 64% of those blame Biden, 20% blame the companies, 16% don't have a clue. So, uh, the baby food uh, crisis. Uh, but the um, enthusiasm about candidates, 67% of the Republicans are enthusiastic. 51% of the Democrats are enthusiastic. Biden's approval, 58% disapproved, 38% approved, 48% have no opinion. Now, I don't know where they get 38% to approve. I think <laughs> I'd have a hard time finding that. But apparently, there are 38% who say, he's doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. they must never listen to him. But they've got uh, some people who are diehard Democrats and you got diehard mm-hmm. Republicans. And no matter who runs, they're going to vote for that party, aren't they? They are indeed. And on the Democratic side, you've got folks uh, who just hate Trump and they will love Biden or at least <laughs> like accept Biden because he's not Trump. And then you've got a whole other bunch of Democrats who are in a a news and information bubble. They only listen or watch, you know, NPR and CNN and MSNBC and New York Times. 
And they said oh, that yeah. although things aren't great, and he may have made some mistakes, he's you know doing okay and he's doing his best, and things are better than they would have be if the crazy man uh, was still in charge. Uh, so you put those two groups together, and you end up with thirty eight percent. What what surprised you, Ryan? I was surprised by the next one. Biden's competency, 57% said he's not competent, 37% said he was. I don't know where, who the 37% is listening to him, 4%. <laughs> they don't even know where they are. I don't know. I got an opinion. Somebody's got to have an opinion on it. But when you're looking at, was there one of these that really surprised you, Patrick? One of those that jumped out and you said, I- I'm not believing this, but this is what the people are saying. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't, didn't believe it, but I guess it just confirmed my suspicions. The questions about competence, the questions about whether Biden is a better president than Trump, uh, right. they, both, they both speak to uh, outcomes, right? Not about values or what you hope for or what, how good someone's intentions are, but do they deliver? And Biden was going to deliver all this great stuff, and he hasn't. Trump uh, apparently was this terrible guy, didn't know what he was doing. And yet, looking back, in retrospect, people are now, after almost two years, comparing the two. They have something to compare. It's not just promises from Biden versus Trump's records. Now, Biden's record side by side with Trump's record. And most people are saying to themselves, I don't miss those tweets. I didn't really like him. I didn't really like his style. But God, you know, we didn't have inflation. Our, our wages were going up. You know, we weren't doing this foreign war stuff anymore. Uh, we, you know, the the the, the, uh, the deficit and debt were out of control. All the, you know, crime wasn't out of control. Someone was doing something about the southern border. And so, in very practical, tangible, rubber hits the road terms, today right. most Americans are saying, "Well, that Trump guy, I think I'd take him back if I had the choice." Right. We'll the Biden right administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Patrick, you throw some fun things in there, and one of them was which vehicle symbolizes the Biden administration. Now, the number that symbolizes the Biden administration is identical to the number of people who believe our critical number one issue is inflation and the economy. That came 44%. 44% believe that the Biden administration is driving a clown car. 25% Honda Civic, 10% a uh, Ferrari, 21% SUV. But it's, it goes right along with the people who are most uh, comparing uh, what uh, car that the Biden administration would have 
versus the uh, economy and the inflation. Mm -hmm. This is the same number. So you're finding this throughout your study. Is Biden better than Trump? 56% worse, 41% better. You trust the government? 55% no, 36% yes. Does it have to do with a trust issue, whether you uh, trust Biden? And would it be anybody who's president? Some people would trust anybody who's president, wouldn't they? They would. It's been compounded by uh, the, the debacle in Afghanistan. It's been compounded by how badly the economy has been managed. And now how the, uh, I would argue, Ukraine has become a fiasco. And so uh, you have people who are always distrustful of government. And that jumped during COVID as time went on. People wanted to believe what they were told, but then realized they weren't being given the, the whole truth, to put it uh, very euphemistically. And now, with more mismanagement, uh, more whistleblowers, most folks simply do not accept at face value what government experts, CDC, FBI, you name it, EPA, tell them. And so, it all you know, this dovetails with Biden's performance or poor performance. You put those two together, and it just gets harder and harder for Biden and his his folks to sell the American people going forward that they know what they're doing and that they have the straight goods and you shouldn't trust the other guys, right? And it plays also into the town, the, the, the clown car question, because that's the one that says, and you know, to keep the, uh, the transit analogy going uh, or metaphor going, this is why I think it's hard, going to be hard, very hard for Biden to get this thing back on the, on the tracks, you know, uh, it's right. for the cliff. Because when you have, it's one thing for people to say, you know, you're, you're, you're best symbolized by a sort of modest uh, family car or something practical. But when, right. when a large plurality, almost a majority say you're driving a clown car, I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot coming back from that. It's pretty hard. <laughs> no, no, not when you're saying you're driving a clown car. Uh, is Biden better than Trump? 56% say he's worse, 41 better. Trust your government, 55 no, uh, 36 yes. Is uh, Biden handling the economy? 65% disapproved, 27% approved. Now, is America in recession? They're trying to play games with that. It's two quarters Mm -hmm. uh, where your uh, GDP goes down. And uh, they're saying, no, they're changing definition. Doesn't matter how you change definition. 69% of the people say we're in recession. They can play word games all they want to. The people know we're not stupid, are we? No, uh, people have their opinions and will vote based on their own lives and what they see and hear and fear and smell around them. They won't base it on what a politician or a newspaper headline <laughs> or a, a CNN uh, you know, breaking news headline tells them they should think. They will, they will always defer to their own lives. And most people's lives are worse financially, no question about it, and therefore you ask them if we're in recession, they say, of course we're in recession. <laughs> people's fear. All right, people right. They're, not, they're not stupid. They, they pay no. to when they fill up their gas tank. They pay when they go yeah. to the grocery. And when they fill up the gas tank, the most effective advertising they had was the picture of Joe Biden next to the yeah. uh, little little uh, thing on the gas line where it uh, keeps turning over, where he's got a picture of him saying, I did that. I mean, that, yeah. that connects it up with the people. So they had really good ad connected to the people. 
but you can't fool all the people all the time is what you're saying on the recession. 69% of the people saying we're in a recession. Good for the people. They're realizing they're awake. They're waking up. That's what that's saying. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Am I over-extrapolating, Patrick, when I say that the people know more than the uh, pundits on television and radio and that a lot of the politicians think when they say that they're 69% say we're in recession, that they know more than we're being given credit for? I think we are. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's very simple as to why, because almost all the people who pontificate and comment and uh, pronounce about economic affairs are in a fairly exclusive group. Whatever their politics, uh, they tend to be on the affluent side. And high tax, higher taxes at the top level may affect them, but inflation doesn't really affect them. Not, I mean, not any. You know, their chauffeur may tell them that gas prices are up, but it's not. It's just not something that really bites, does it? But for the people watching those programs or reading those newspapers, that is a very different story because it affects you. You know, as they say, inflation is a tax on poor people, right? The lower down you are the socioeconomic ladder, the more inflation bites. And it, right. particularly as it is now, where it's hitting hardest on basics, right? Groceries, gas, oh, rent, yes, the, the yes. things that you cannot avoid. Now, you've got a couple other questions. Would you rather live in Pelosi District or uh, House Arrest? Most of the people, 55%, took house arrest. That's car telling. She doesn't exactly have a strong sense of support for with anybody. Biden's handling of the Ukraine. Now, this surprised me. 55% disapprove because they've certainly been building this up, but 55% disapprove of its handling in the Ukraine. Who's hurt by the Russian sanctions? 59% say America's hurt the most. 39% Russia. U.S. lets the Ukraine lose to uh, Russia. 52% say it's okay. 40% is not okay. We don't care about the Ukraine, do we? Isn't that what these figures are saying? Yeah, we, we certainly don't care uh, as much as we did, and we don't think it's a, it's a top-line issue for us. When this whole thing right. kicked off a few months ago, overwhelmingly people said, you know, we don't like Russia, we don't like Putin, uh, it sounds bad for Ukraine. Let's support them. Yeah, let's go for sanctions. No, you know, no boots on the ground and no, 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 no fly zones. But let's do what we can from a distance. That's because 
Biden and, and the others promised Americans that this would be over soon. They were going to take out Putin with the sanctions. Russia would crumble. They'd back off. Right. Everything right. was again right. in, in the Ukrainian garden. But because not only has none of that happened, but the opposite has happened, and, and it's hitting, has hit, and continues to hit Americans directly at home, most people have, are now saying, well, I wish Ukraine was winning. I wish Putin hadn't done this, but I don't really think it's my fight anymore. We can't afford it. It's hurting us too much. Where are our priorities? Our priorities shouldn't be Ukraine. The Ukrainian eastern border with Russia should be the southern border of the U.S. with Mexico. That's how Americans view it today. I think the next question really tells it, uh, Patrick. Best for America. If Biden loses power, Putin loses power. Which one? 2% were unsure. Putin loses power in Russia. 41% said that'd be the best thing for America. If Biden loses power, 57% said that would be the best thing. That one really surprised me. Did it surprise yeah. you? Uh, I guess the, the spread surprises me. But when you look at all the other questions, you see how turned off people are by what, what we're doing in Ukraine or trying to do and failing miserably. Then, you know, again, people are off. They're answering that question, not about whether they like Putin or not, or like Russia or not, or like the invasion or not. They're saying, in terms of my life and my, my country's interests, which, which would I prefer to happen uh, sooner? And it's Biden who they feel is making things worse for them and making things, wor- making things worse for their own country. So, yeah, Putin, I don't like him. I don't like what he's done in Ukraine. But that's, that's their problem. It's not our right. problem. I, right. I know that my life, my country would improve if Biden went. If Putin goes, what difference does that make to me? <laughs> that's how people, you know, that's how people are responding. A very telling question. The greatest threat to yep. America, China, 55%. And where did they put Russia? 12%. That's showing you that we're not afraid that- of Russia. We are afraid of what China's doing. And uh, a lot of people are worried about that. And they're worried about... Pelosi's uh, Taiwan, 41% uh, disapproved, 52% approved, and her beneficial uh, insider trade, 47% yes, 39% no. That's kind of a no-brainer. But when you're looking at the situation, most people are more afraid of China than they are Russia. So this is, this is very telling on the Ukrainian situation, isn't it? It is. It's the- People don't like Russia and don't approve of the invasion of Ukraine, but they're not, they're not afraid of it. They don't think it's something that's going to matter to us, threaten us militarily or otherwise. China, very different story. People are well aware of China's expansionist uh, sort of recent history. Right. They, know what they, right. they understand what their goals are. They know their, their influence economically. Uh, and people are concerned. And it just, you know, it, it is not... That is not going to change, I do not believe. Uh, and so the longer we focus on Ukraine, the worse it will be for our politicians. It's as simple as that. Uh, yeah, it's money money being thrown away. And a lot of us uh, look back at the uh, what happened with the Ukraine and with the uh, Biden-Burisma deals in the Ukraine, and we're thinking, is this the same sort of thing? We had a gentleman on who was amazing. And he wrote a book that uh, told about what happened in Afghanistan. And the people from Afghanistan took uh, their money, the leaders, and they uh, went over to Dubai 
and they laundered their money. They just took the mm-hmm. U.S. money and laundered it. Same thing going mm-hmm. on. In other words, you're giving money to a criminal enterprise. Same thing's going on in the Ukraine. We're giving money to a criminal enterprise. That's all that's happening there. And it's not helping or getting to the people at all. Uh, it's it's a terrible situation. But people are starting to realize it. Leader for U.S. Uh, presidents. What world leader? Your foreign leader would be the best president. You, number one, Boris Johnson. Well, Boris Johnson, is he popular in uh, the U.K. right now? Tell about that. Because he's stepping down as prime minister. Is he popular there, uh, Patrick? Uh, no, he's not popular like he was when he you know, got Brexit done and won an election a couple of years ago. Uh, the problem for his conservative party and for the country is that there's no obvious replacement who's going to be better and, or necessarily uh, more popular. Uh, and so as I've been warning my, uh, my British conservative friends in recent weeks since um, Boris was not resigned and they began the contest to replace him, it's one of, those, it's one of those, the old adage, right? Don't wish for something too hard. You might just get it. You may be glad that he's gone, but you're going to replace him with people who are going to be tied to his record, which is going to be, in the short term at least, weigh them down as a negative. But they're not going to have, and they don't have, Boris's upside, which is his charisma, his communication skills. I mean, he's, he's like Trump. He's a natural-born salesman and marketer, right? Uh, right. And so... The conservatives, the next prime minister is going to be a fairly dour, dull, uncharismatic person who may be well-intentioned and may be quite bright, but is not somebody who's going to set the electorate uh, alight you know, with their rhetoric, uh, etc. And that's, you know, that's Boris, that's Boris was a, he was a character from the top down, from his hair right yeah. all the way down. Boris uh, Johnson was a character, wasn't he? Absolutely. And that's something that, you know, in this poll, Americans, you know, uh, it resonates with them. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's larger than life. The, the, the right. Trump, right. Like, Trump-esque qualities to him. And yes. uh, he seems like uh, kind of a, a normal person in the sense that, you know, he cracks the joke. Uh, he, he's a little irreverent. Uh, he's not, he doesn't look or sound or act like a typical politician. No, he and, comes across as one of us. He really does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. He's a guy. He's a guy his, you'd want to sit down. His... You'd want to sit down at a bar and talk to Boris, wouldn't you? Well, this is it. This is it, and that's you couldn't couldn't say that about most British politicians or most American politicians, could you? Right, right. Like like when you ask the question, who would you want to have over for a barbecue? Thirty-seven percent said Trump, seventeen percent Biden, and Pence. Yeah, down to 13%, Clinton 11%, yeah. Harris 10%, nobody wants to have barbecue with her, and also <laughs> Pelosi 5%, 7%, Lynn Cheney, all them. But uh, Boris would be right up there if you wanted to have a barbecue. You'd want to have it with Boris, wouldn't you? Absolutely, because like Trump, you're going to have great stories. You're going to have a, oh. you know, a, a really energetic guest, and uh, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining, whether you like him or whether you agree with him or not. You know, it, it's it's going to be enjoyable. Uh, it's going to be memorable, right? Whereas most of the rest of these characters, and it would be the same if you took a poll. I'm, if we did, we do ask the same question of British people. Uh, Boris would jump out like Trump jumps out because most everybody else. <laughs> Just seems as dull as dishwater, as we used to say. Uh, and, you know, it's just no thank you. What, what would that add? But you get value added with a Trump or with a Boris. 
there were two other leaders of the U.S. that jumped out. Macron, eh, okay. But Putin was late at 17 for a leader for the U.S. And they even had Jim Kaoping of China with 8%. That's surprising that Putin would be rated that high. I would have not thought about that. Maybe the only leader people's name they knew. I don't know. Well, part of it's name recognition, but what it also reflects, more with Putin than with Xi, but there's there's some overlap there, is there's always a part of the electorate that respects, appreciates, and in some cases even likes that strong leader, that strong hand, someone who is in charge, knows what they want, got a plan, and they follow it through, right? And you throw onto that the fact that Putin is surviving the sanctions, his country's winning in Ukraine, he looks like a winner. They were told he was going to be a loser, but guess what? He seems, turns out he's still a winner. That, that, that attracts people. Not everybody, but it attracts some people. And it stands, the thing is, it stands in such striking contrast, both he and Xi, their apparent successes running their country, stand in such striking contrast to the likes of Biden, right, who can't get out of their own way. Uh, and that just just seems to seem to be incompetent and uh, just, you know, just cannot manage a lemonade stand. I mean, it just, it just, so you're going to have folks who say, I want a leader. I may not like him personally or like everything he does, but I want someone right. who's a leader. And there's a lack of leadership, obviously, in Washington. And that's the comparison. I really think people on leadership are looking for strength. I think that's yep. the key. They're looking for strength and they're looking for someone who can be admired not only in this country, but worldwide. We don't have that now. No. And you did the 2024 matchup, Biden against Trump. Biden had 20, had 42%. Trump had 48%. That was actually fairly high. If you did Trump against Harris, oh, my God, it was, uh, it was really terrible. She had 38, Trump had 49. Trump against Clinton, uh, he had 49. Clinton had 42. Trump against Markle. Who's Markle? Is that uh, Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle. Oh, my God. He had Trump with 49 and Markle with 39. And the people for their preferred woman, they had uh, Michelle Obama first, Meghan Markle second, ahead of AOC, ahead of Clinton, ahead of uh, Harris, and way ahead of running last, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, my God. I think it's time for Elizabeth pop a beer. Have her husband come over and pop a beer. (laughs) Try that ad again. But when I'm looking at this, uh, the only one really scoring is Obama. But Meghan Markle's ahead of the others. Nobody knows what she does or stands for, do they? She married Prince Harry. Big deal. Yeah, well, see, that's, that's part of the attraction. Um, so, she, you know, she's interested in politics. She's interested in being a candidate at some level, probably high, because uh, she's unlikely to want to start at the bottom and work her way up. So her people in recent uh, over over the months have been uh, she's got some Obama people and she's got some uh, uh, Biden people uh, working sorry Clinton and Obama people working for her uh, you know finding out the lay of the land and they see what Trump was able to pull off and they think well if a celebrity we have proof now a celebrity can beat be elected president so how <laughs> could this work could it work do we have a shot so we start asking these questions and the reason that she does. I mean, she gets clobbered by Trump, but she does as well if better than Harris. It's because right. people, are, people are projecting on the seat. And 
especially Democrats. The question about the female candidates, we only ask that of Democrats, right? If you right, if your right. party nominates a female next time, which they almost certainly will, who would you like to see? The reason she does so well, second only to Michelle Obama, is that people project onto her their hopes and wishes and preferences and values because she doesn't have a record and nobody knows what she thinks except she's liberal and woke and progressive in a broad, generic sense. Right. So, you know, she's young, she's female, she's attractive, she's biracial, she has a celebrity buzz, uh, you know, all of that. And so in comparison with everybody else, almost everybody else, you know, Hillary and AOC and Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris, they're all known quantities, entities. They all have clearly have massive downsides. And, <laughs> right? To, so to know them, Meghan to, to, to them, I mean, Markle, them five seems. minutes into her first debate, maybe she has enormous downsides and it's all over. We don't, maybe, it's, maybe the Michael Bloomberg of the, Demo, you know, the next Democratic uh, contest. But as of right now, she doesn't have those downsides because she's a blank slate, largely. Uh, and so that's, that's why she does as well as she does. But it just shows you how people, even on the Democratic side, have had it with the machine politicians and the old veterans. They want fresh new faces, or at least somebody different, an outsider in the Republican state that comes. Incredible. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Patrick, when you did your matchups, 2024, and you had uh, Biden against uh, Trump, you had uh, Trump against Harris, you had uh, Trump against Clinton, uh, Trump against Markle, and the one who came out on top with the highest percent was Joe Biden. That was very surprising to me. You've got a huge number who want him gone, and yet he comes out the strongest in a battle with Trump. Can you give an explanation yeah, this, for that? What's what's going on it, with that? It, this is the great dilemma for the Democrats. Biden appears that he will lose probably quite badly to Trump if he seeks re-election. So right. naturally, they would want him gone. But sure. they, can't, they don't have anyone to replace him who will do better. In fact, they'll probably do far worse. Right. So it, it, it's a terrible dilemma they have. And so what they have to figure out is there's somebody else who they can put in who will do better than Biden and everybody else. But the only way you can make that happen is you have to, my theory is they have to get rid of Kamala Harris first. Because obviously right. if Biden goes, she becomes president. You are never getting her out. Now, they'd have to drag her kicking and screaming. She'll probably want to burn the White House down if she leaves if they try to get rid of her as VP. But if they get rid of her as VP first, 
Then you get your your replacement who you think you can do who can do an okay job against Trump. Then you get rid of Biden. Uh, I suspect the only way this happens, they have to put Kamala on the Supreme Court. It's the only way you'll get her out. Oh, willingly. good lord! Oh, I can't see that. But I'll tell you, if things go as bad as uh, they you think they're going to go for the Democrats in the midterm, the the Democrats are going to have to make some major major decisions, aren't they? Yeah. We're going to see some oh, yeah, major absolutely. shake-ups. They're going to have to be ruthless. I suspect they're going to end up uh, with a Hail Mary. They're going to try to pull somebody out of left field, uh, no pun intended, and uh, it'll be someone, you know, an obscure governor or maybe some kind of celebrity or business figure who they think can just be different enough to escape the, the stench of the Biden-Harris administration and at least be respectable against Trump. Uh, but that's that's a long shot, and it's a long shot that they can just pull it off internally, given that the Harris is of this world and everybody else involved. Hillary Clinton's waiting in the wings for the call to rescue the party. Uh, these folks are not, no one's going to go gently into that good night. You know, quite the opposite. One of the things that I was going to ask you about and didn't have enough time, uh, when they did the raid on the home of uh, President Trump, turned him into a martyr. Martyrdom yep. turns movements into reality. And when they did that, uh, I think that was a catastrophic mistake, guaranteed his nomination, guaranteed his really propelling him to win because people are sitting back and they're thinking right or wrong. If they can do that to a former president, by God, they can do it to me. And then they're going mm-hmm. up on taxes and hiring all the IRS these are wrong moves. You talk about throwing a Hail Mary. They're Hail Mary in reverse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're completely, um, you know, self-inflicted errors, own goals. Right. And, They've lost their you know, collective is, minds, haven't they? They've lost their minds yeah. doing two, two things like going yeah. up on this taxes is, in a recession. Yeah, this is, right. this, is, this is high risk, high reward stuff. We could debate what the potential rewards they see out there or saw out there. But the risks were clear. And these are risks you just cannot afford to take, you know, in this context, in this environment. Uh, to turn your principal opponent into a martyr. I mean, the one right. thing that the, the one thing that Donald Trump has lacked across the board is sympathy or empathy. Right? His support. Right. He comes him. across. He comes across so strong, Patrick, that uh, yes. nobody and feels sorry for like Donald him and, Trump. Or even love him, but everybody else, they may concede now he was a good president. But nobody cared for him, and everybody thought, you know, he's kind of a big mouth New Yorker. But now, right. most people are going to say, that was, he was hard done by. They're targeting him. They're picking on him. You know, the, the, Biden's right. a boy. Trump is the victim. I mean, that's to, to, to have turned, <laughs> turned Donald Trump into the victim in the, in the public mind is a phenomenal, a phenomenal own goal. I mean, it's, it it's is. Who would have pictured Donald J. Trump as a victim of anything? He's such a braggadocio yeah. person. I'm not saying that in a bad sense, but yeah. he is. You never picture yeah. him as a victim. He's the last victim. I mean, yeah, but here they have turned him into a martyr, and people are saying, this could happen to me. They're putting themselves in his position. Yeah. Because we don't have the money to even fight it like Donald does. They can do it to him. What can they do to you? And that's logical thinking. Right. 
No, they, 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 they've inadvertently. I want to see. I want to see your next your next survey after the Donald Trump fiasco and see what that says. Patrick Basham, wonderful person. Go to his website. Go to his website. All aboard the Truth Express. Democracy Institute. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, consumer affairs operating five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.